Everybody's doing well. I'm, I'm like so excited to be on here and um, hope you guys can hear me. Can you hear me good, Coach? Yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Um, let's open up in prayer. Uh, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time, an opportunity to get together. Uh, we count it a blessing. Uh, we count it an honor. And we thank you for being here because you said we're two or three of us are gathered together in your name. You're there in the midst. So we thank you for being here and we thank you for doing something in, in our midst that will touch every heart and every life, Lord God, that they can have takeaways to go and um, live out their, their lives and their coaching experiences with something that you've given us today. So we just thank you for an amazing time together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, man, this is uh, very exciting. And coach, please, please keep me on time because the stuff I've written down, I mean, we could go about three hours, so um, don't want to be long-winded at all. But um, I want you guys to write three scriptures down because uh, within me telling my story, uh, we'll reference these scriptures. So the first scripture is Proverbs 24 and 30. Um, the next scripture is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 8. And the last scripture is Psalm 37 and 23. All right, so we'll, we'll kind of talk through those as I go through my story. But um, I just want to tell just a couple, a couple of minutes about me. And then I'm going to talk through my story, but there's just a number of testimonies that things that God did in my life, man. And, and, you know, outside of telling my story, the stories, the testimonies wouldn't make sense. So I just kind of want to talk through my story. Um, Lewis Shine, originally from Chicago, Illinois. My, my second hometown is Lima, Ohio, you know, where I went to high school. Um, you know, that's kind of where I got my foundation. That's where I, I joined the church where I've been a part of and um, Cornerstone Harvest which it was, and it was Cornerstone Church, and so I grew up there, and uh, my, my spiritual father, David Roberts, along with Pastor Ford, Pastor Terry, I know some of them, them are listening now, uh, they, they really shaped who I was, um, and just really, you know, living under them, serving in ministry, seeing who they were in the faith, and, and just watching their example, um, it gave me a, a, a premise, a, a example of how to live a life for God. And, and I started going there um, 1997. So this was like 17 years old. I was in a youth ministry there, um, got a lot of teaching and, and it really helped out because it helped, you know, right before I went to college. And so, you know, of course, you all know college years, those are like those testing character years where now you have opportunity to uh, make your own choices. And so it helped me to kind of navigate in college the word that I heard. And so um, had a chance to go to Miami, Ohio, uh, played on the Sweet 16 team there, won a MAC Conference Championship, uh, played alongside of Wally Zerbiak and a number of other great players, and um, Coach Charlie Coles, which, which, you know, the late Charlie Coles is a great coach. Um, just had a great opportunity there. And I'm going to speed this up a little bit because in college, I, I, was, I was a walk-on, although my dream was to play in the NBA. And so I, I had to kind of deal with, you know, playing one year only, but then trying to get back on the team and it seemed like things were not working. And so what happened was there was an opportunity there where I was in campus ministry. And so um, I had a number of guys around me, football players or whatnot, that, you know, we just ran together for the Lord on campus. And that's talking about Bible studies. Um, it's talking about going to church, taking students to church, um, taking guys to church that later played in the NFL and that would come to our rooms and, and ask for prayer before they left for the draft. Just so many things happened. I mean, we would go around dorm room doors and anoint the doors and 
I mean, we did a lot of things and God was just so amazing during that time. So it, it came to my last year that I had of eligibility because you know your clock keeps going. And so that last year I had the eligibility. I actually made it onto the team and coach was going to let me be on the team. And that was after like Title IX and they took scholarships and they couldn't take keep walk on. So ended up being on the team again. But I went to church one Sunday uh, when I was in college. I used to go to Solid Rock Church, and um, T.D. Jakes was there that night. And he said, that thing that God has for you, um, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard. it can be hard, it can be challenging, but sometimes if you find yourself just continuing to beat up against a door and that thing's not open, and sometimes you have to maybe look and say, you know what, is this really for me? And so for me, it spoke a word on the inside of me that, you know what, it's not ball for you right now. And at the same time, I could have made it back on the team. I had an opportunity to also do campus ministry and the practices and the games were the same time I was taking kids to church and we're doing Bible studies and things. So it was an easy um, decision for me. So I decided to choose doing what God wanted me to do instead of basketball, which was at the time, very hard for me, but I knew that I wanted to please him. And so that semester, man, there was so many students that went to church with us, gave their lives to the Lord. I can remember one of the football players that went with us, uh, Reggie White. The great Reggie White was preaching at our church one night, and I can just remember these big linemen just on their knees for God with their arms up and just praising God. And it's such, it's such a greater payoff than uh, a sport could ever do as far as satisfaction. So that was my college experience, man. It was amazing. So after college, after being around, you know, just pro athletes, guys, I was at Miami when Big Ben was there and had an opportunity to witness the Big Ben before he got drafted. Um, crazy. He gave me a ride. He saw me walking one day. He picked me up. And then I just, you know, talked to him about the Lord and asked him, did he know the Lord and everything. So, you know, it was just some amazing stuff that happened. And so after college, um, I had an opportunity to play uh, not only coach in the pros in 2004, but I had an opportunity to play um, a year of pro basketball. It was very exciting. God did some amazing things there. I want to start it off by telling you guys this. Um, don't define your career by just what you're doing on the court. You know, as coaches, we grind in, we're trying to get it in, we're trying to get the D1, we're trying to get the D2, we're trying to get to whatever level you're trying to get to. And sometimes we can be so consumed with that, that that's all we're thinking about. But we have a, a eternity that we have to think about and what we're doing that will last for eternity and, and touching people's lives and things like that. So, um, you know, what you're doing for those kids on your team, those, those young ladies, those men, whatever level you're coaching at, um, let that be a premise to what you're doing. Um, you know, I want to speak to servanthood real quick before I go further. Uh, man, I, I really learned in, in my church, I told you guys in Lima, I really learned a lot about what it meant to be a servant. Um, I was one of those guys that I was, and I was working in ministry. You know, I wasn't getting paid or anything. It wasn't about that, but my heart was in it. And so just the leadership staff that I sat under, I learned what it meant to be a servant, to do things. And a lot of stuff that I did was behind the scenes. Nobody seen it. And it was what I liked um, because, you know, it, it helped me to kind of um, shape my way and say, you know, I could be working in this in this youth ministry on days nobody sees anything I do, but what it's doing for those kids on the other side when there's an altar call and you see 30 kids get their life to the Lord, 
that's the reward. And so just what we did in ministry, it taught me how to be a servant. It taught me how to be there for people when I didn't get recognition, didn't want recognition, but it, it began to drive that point home. And so that kind of set the premise for just everything that was happening in my life. And so here I am after college, I ended up staying for grad school at Miami because I didn't know what to do at the time. And so after grad school, I still didn't know what to do. And basketball was still itching at me. So I had an opportunity to um, um, go work out for a team in Salt Lake City um, called the Utah Snow Bears. And um, Ike Austin was played in the NBA. He was the owner. And so I went out there, worked out, did well. And I'm, I'm going to make this fast because I got a lot to go through. Um, worked out. He liked me. They flew me back home, get my stuff, flew me back out there. And make a long story short, I, I did very well, tested out and all of that. But here comes a Sunday morning, which is the last day of workouts before training camp starts. And so I was supposed to get up to go to church with uh, one of the team uh, personnel, but it didn't happen. And so that morning I went and took a walk across the street, downtown Salt Lake City, and there was this guy laying on a bench. And so I was just moved to uh, go and talk to him. And so, man, we got to talking. He got to laying out his whole life story for me. And it ended with me praying for him and leading him to the Lord. And so later that night, I go back to the hotel. Great, beautiful day. We go to Sam's Club, stock our shelves, take it back to the hotel suite. That night, they called me into the hotel room where the coaches were and they cut me. And so because of where I was in the Lord, it wasn't such a downer for me. It was just like God had me. It's like I could feel him when it happened. We normally could be like, oh, man, all this work and I'm cut. It's just like God had me. I could feel it. And so I ended up talking to a friend that night. Um, that was 11 o'clock that night. They had me on the plane at 630 the next morning. It was quick. But I ended up talking to a friend back home and they told me, don't be disappointed because what if God orders your steps out there when you thought it was pro basketball just to get to that soul. And when they said it to me, it was very powerful because now it puts things in perspective. And when we, you know, we'll look at one of our scriptures, Psalm 37 and 23 says, uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Well, when we believe that verse, first of all, we got to believe that verse. And when we choose to set our heart to believe it, we have to believe that God sees much more than we do. And so we can't go about saying, oh, God, ordering my steps. But then when something happens that you and your flesh aren't feeling, then it's like, oh, God, done forgot me. You know, you, you, can't, you can't do that. You have to completely trust the Lord. So I, I chose to put my heart in a place where, like, God, if you sent me out there with basketball as a decoy to get a, to, to, to get a soul saved, then praise the Lord. Not my will, yours be done. And so that, that happened to me. Um, that was just one of the stories. So I want to go on to another story. Um, ended up coming back. I ended up playing pro ball for a, a, a few other teams, a team in Colorado, a team in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that didn't go after the first year because Katrina happened. And so after that happened, um, I ended up coming back home. Real life kicked in. I was in my closet one day. Uh, first of all, um, my heart was bothering me. And so make a long story short than that, my mom talked me into going into the hospital get my heart checked out and um, went into the hospital. Um, they diagnosed me with congestive heart failure. So the first thing I did was that Sunday, I talked to my pastor, um, you know, pastoral staff, they prayed for me. Um, and my pastor gave me some things to do to confess healing over your heart daily um, for a few hours, use these scriptures, do certain things. And, and I got to admit, I didn't, 
I didn't completely do it every single day, but there was a time where I was really hitting that thing. So I ended up going back to the hospital and um, they cleared me and they was like, you had the best heart we ever seen. And so I ended up, I can remember the day where I went into church and pastor brought me up and I told it to the congregation. And, but because of the process I was going through, I didn't end up playing ball anymore because they had me on a mandate not to uh, play any pro ball. So I missed all the tryouts. I missed all the workouts with pro teams. And so I found myself back at home and all I was doing was just uh, working and everything. And I was sitting in my closet one day and I can hear God say, give yourself to the ministry. Um, And I knew what he meant plant myself in the house of God and serve him. And so, you know, that's when I was like, no more basketball than that. I'm just going to do what you you told me to do, Lord. And so that, that, that was about several years where I just was serving in the ministry, doing whatever I was asked to do, whatever, you know, my pastoral staff would ask me to do, I would do it. And, and just trusting God with my life, man. And so while I was seeing everybody else fulfill their quote unquote dreams by going after their dreams, going after, you know, what they wanted in hoop and making money overseas. And here I was seeming to be a lesser role, but we know serving God ain't a lesser role at all. And it is not to knock anything anybody else was doing, but for me, that's kind of how I was looking at it. Like, man, like I really want to do this. So, you know, throughout the years, I worked out with some other teams and everything. And we'll take you to 2011. There was a a pro team that came to my my town um, and I ended up working out for this team. Ended up playing a few games, but ended up working for this team as the PR and marketing director. And, and the next year, I was promoted to the general manager, and I actually had, was the head coach that year and the general manager. And then from 2013 to 2016, I owned my own pro basketball team and was the general manager as well. Was able to touch a lot of lives, uh, just touching hearts in the community. Um, was able to help 20 plus guys fulfill their dreams by going to bigger contracts overseas and just so many things that happened in that. Here's where I want to start talking to you guys about because after it was after pro basketball where my life began to just kind of do some things. It was like, man, I wanted to own a pro basketball team. I wanted to own a baseball team. I wanted to own a hockey team. I wanted to build an arena. Like I just had big dreams, you know, but I wanted them to align with what God had. So the pro basketball ownership came to an end. And honestly, for a few months there, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, man, Lord, like, that was my dream. Like, what do I do? And so ended up going down to Dayton, Ohio, which was about an uh, hour south of there, and hooked up one of my friends that asked me, hey, do you want to go over to Central State University and help train these athletes? So started going over there, loved it, wasn't getting paid. Um, you know, and that turned into them asking me to come back more. And I started going back training the men's and the women's basketball team at Central State, which is a D2. I just started training them. And that came to a point where I wasn't getting paid. So it was kind of like I needed to find a job. <laughs> you got to go get a job. And so um, there was an opportunity that came up in here. And this is what I want to speak to you guys. Wherever you might find yourself, like you have to live your dream where you're at. Don't wait till you get to the place where your dream is like, oh, I'm in the NBA coaching now. Oh, I'm at a D1. I'm a head coach now. Don't wait till that moment comes to live your dream. (laughs) Live your dream where you're at. Make what you're doing your dream and it won't be long. And so in the midst of that, in the midst of having a degree, in the midst of having owned a pro team for three years, a decent resume in my eyes, I was like, what do I do? So here I am you know, 
at sometimes sleeping in my car because I would go to different cities to try to make things happen, you know, um, or sleeping on somebody's floor. Um, and I'll be honest with you, there was some shame and pride in there because I could have drove an hour north and I had a community of people that would have supported me, but I was just trying to do my thing and figure it out. And so I had an opportunity to um, coach this recreation team. One of my friends had a son on the team and, and they were like, hey, you know, this team needs a coach. It's full of seventh and eighth graders. Will you coach them? And I have to think about it for a moment, but I was like, you know what? Maybe this is God. Like, and so in bringing your dream to where you are, I coached that team as if I was an NBA coach. And I'm telling you, it was crazy. I would go to the, I would go to the games with like, you know, a sweater vest with a, with a tie on, <laughs> you know, I would go as if I'm walking out on to a D1 floor. Like I was like, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them what I would give a D1 team. I would, I'm going to give them what I'm going to give an NBA team. So I would watch behind the scenes Lakers stuff with Phil Jackson. And them. I, I, you know, I would watch stuff and just kind of see what their swag was like. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in here with my suit on for the game and into a recreation little league game. And people probably going to look at me like I'm crazy, but I ain't care. So I did that kind of stuff. At practices, I had the clipboard. I got out there and practiced with them. Um, I ran practice like a college practice. You know, I did it. And I gave my all, I poured myself into something that if you look at it in your natural eyes, it can seem significant, insignificant. But it's like God watching. If, you, if you're faithful over that which is least, it'll make you rule over that which is much. But if you think like, oh man, I'm gonna speed past this little level down here just because I wanna be up here, then if you're living for God, it, it don't work like that. You know, because he has access for you. He has the true riches for you. But he has to take you through some things. That's why he says in his, in his word, you can't get past the being faithful over little. It just does not work. All right. So I did that with that little league team. And so after the little league thing, man, I'm like, okay, well, it's season's over. We lost in the championship game, but it's made a lot of connections with the kids and it was amazing. And so I left there, ended up leaving Dayton. And I can remember a time I was at, I went to Ohio State and I was like, you know what? I'm about to go to their athletic building. I'm going to every single office. Somebody going to give me a job. Went to every single office. Nothing. Crickets. We ain't got nothing. It, nothing. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I walk outside and I made this inspirational video encouraging people that no matter what it looked like, God got you. Although my whole entire being was like, God forsaking you. You're like, you you gonna encourage people about what you going through. And you know what I'm saying? So it was like, forget that. God got me no matter what. I'm gonna encourage people up out of my situation because it seemed like nothing's happening. But I'm telling you, when nothing seems to be happening, you know that one song, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop. We gotta believe that. We can't just sing that. We believe and I believe in. So Man, I was sitting there, and I got to tell this story, and then I got a few more. And, Coach, please keep me on track because I, I got some – oh, my gosh, I got a lot. Yeah, man. Um, okay. okay, so I was – right after I came out of the Ohio State Athletic Building, I was sitting there in the parking lot, and I looked across the street, and I'm right across the street from the Schottenstein Center, and it says Ohio State versus Grambling tonight. And I'm like, oh, man, I would love to go there. And then my money started talking to me. How you going to go to that game? You got enough of gas money to get home. <laughs> yeah, what you going to eat? And then the Lord was like, believe me for a ticket. I heard him clear as day. And so I got in my car, said the prayer of faith, said, Lord, in Jesus' name, you said those things I asked for when I pray, believe I receive and I shall have them. 
said that prayer, got out the car, and the Lord was like, okay, if you believe you got it, go on over to the game. And so I was like, all right. So I walk on across the street. I look in the parking lot I was in. It was free parking when I drove in, but when I was ready to leave out, it was paying, and I was already in the parking lot, so I stayed there. So I walked across the street, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, God, well, I've done my part. I'm sitting there, and so then I was like, well, someone was like, go walk down to the other concourse level, the other door. And so I walked down there, and it was like, you know, the enemy would talk to you. like, oh, man, you stupid. Don't you feel stupid right now? You know, why are you going to stand out here? What you doing? You ain't got no money for the game. Man, it wasn't five minutes. This lady came and tracked me down from the other side of the um, concourse, the outside, and said, hey, I'm supposed to give you this ticket. I saw you when you was down there, and you moved, and I am supposed to come and give you this ticket to this game. And it might be a ticket. But man, I can't tell you, I slept in my car that night. And so what I was going through, it was like, man, God, like, it was like, God, it was like I was the only one on the planet. And he cared enough about my zeal to want to go see a college basketball game. He spoke to somebody else to give me a ticket. And it was a great ticket, too. It was like front row right over the uh, tunnel where they come out at. So it wasn't like in the nosebleeds, like God took care of me. And so that was one of them um, stories, y'all, that, and no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're going through, if, if you trust the Lord, man, he hears you. He, he's not a God that is just sitting up there and we're going through stuff and we talking to him and he's not listening. Now, because he loves us, he may do things in a different timing than our natural mind can conceive, but we have to trust him to do that because even when we don't see it, he's working, all right? So after that, ended up going to an NBA game for free after that next night and then came back home to Lima and God was like, hey, uh, I woke up that morning before church and the Lord was like, go home. And I knew what he meant. You ever have God say something, but you know what he meant, but he only said like two words. I knew when he said, go home, that meant go home to Chicago. And I said, okay. So I got up, went to church, after church went home to Chicago. And I'm going to speak this thing way up because this next story I want to tell you, it really meant a lot to me. So I ended up going home to Chicago, looked for jobs, um, ended up staying with my grandmother, slept on my grandmother's floor. And, you know, there was times in there where it was hard because it was like, man, Lord, I got a degree. I done done this. I done done that. I done, I done worked for FIBA. I done done all kinds. But I'm like, but God ain't trying to hear all that. You know what I'm saying? He hears it, but it's like, okay, stop complaining. And I'm, I'm going to tell you about a complaining story where God got me too. So I was looking for jobs. It was just like, Lord, you know, they, they were telling me uh, you're overqualified and all this stuff. And it's like, I couldn't even find a regular job. And it was like, all right, God. So I ended up working for one of my cousins that owns a cleaning company downtown Chicago. And from, from 12 in, at night to eight in the morning, pretty much cleaning restaurants and scrubbing floors and scrubbing kitchen floors. And, you know, stuff is dirty in them downtown Chicago. Tons of people come through there. And so there was a point where, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't pay my car note. I couldn't pay my insurance. And it was just like, what the heck? I'm like 36 years old. Like, man, Lord. And so, I was walking to the train stop one day and I started complaining. I'm like, Lord, I can't believe it. And I'm talking about mid-sentence. God was like, you better not. Like I can hear God, like you better not. And so I'm standing on the train platform. It's like minus 16 on the, on the, on the L platform in Chicago. And you know, the little heat thing on the top that kind of heats you, it was on, but I ain't feel it. That's how cold it was. And, and, and I just started thanking God like, God, thank you that I got legs. Thank you that I got, I just became thankful because I could complain about so many. But then when I was getting off of work, I was seeing these people on the train that ride the train all night because they homeless or downtown Wacker Drive 
under these tents and it's minus 30 degrees outside and they're sleeping in tents and under cardboard boxes. And God was like, be thankful. And so it just changed my whole mindset. And so literally I would go to work downtown Chicago, clean kitchen, clean, clean you know, the showroom floor. I'll do that all night. And I would have my word on listening to my pastor, just listening to the word. And it became joyful right in the midst of something that in, in the natural, it could seem like beneath you. It's like, man, what the heck? Like, what, what is this? But I found joy in it. And I had an opportunity to be around family. And so this one day, everything came to a head. I was cleaning one of the locations and one of my cousins, one of the bosses was there. And it was weird because everybody else left. And it was just me and him. And the Lord was like, he started asking me questions. He was like, man, Lewis, why do you do what you do? Why do you, and you're one of my best cleaners. Went from complaining to one of his best cleaners for this moment. He was like, man, you do what you do, da 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 So he asked me an array of questions that gave me the opportunity to start to give God glory. So I started talking to him. And I was like, man, God, this, God, that, Jesus, man, he's done this for me, that for me. And man, it got all the way to the point where, you know, where it's that closing moment where now you ask him, hey, man, I'll lead you in the prayer of salvation. We can do it right now. Don't take all of that. It's a simple prayer, man. So I really pushed on it a little bit, but but I didn't want to, you know, because God gives the increase. You don't want to push too hard and, and run somebody away from God. So he didn't end up receiving the Lord that night, but I believe it was a, a good seed that was planted. So later that day, going home, that was like one of my last times working there, God was like, what if I brought you through what you just went through the last few months for that moment? And let me tell you, this is where we have to trust where God says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Because if you say, here I am, God, use me. I'm available. We sing, I'm available to you. You know, we're singing those things. But, but when you say that, what if God really takes you at that and says, you know what? I'm going to take you who has, who's owned a pro team, who's been a general manager of a pro team, who's worked for FIBA, who's worked for, done some stuff for the NBA, you know, all these things that seem like they're just, oh my gosh, I have these things. Why don't I have a job? But what if God wants to take that person and take them back home, sleeping on their grandma floor, catching the train in minus 30 degree weather, cleaning floors at a company because he has a soul in mind over there and he wants to trust you enough to bring you all the way around something that's unfamiliar just to get to that one soul. We always read, he, he, he'll lead a 99 and go after the one. But when it happens in our life, we can't be surprised if he wants to use us that way. So if you're at a school where you're like, man, these people treat me crazy, or situation in your coaching where you don't feel like you're in the right spot, just know that God might be using you to touch one person on that campus. Just like he used me in that situation, doing stuff, cleaning floors and cleaning kitchens, not making that much money for that one person, though. That, that was a life-changing story for me, y'all, because I wasn't thinking about it like that. And so it was just amazing for me. And so right after that, it, it, you know how you can feel something lift and it's like, you know what, it's time to go home now. It was almost like as if I was there for that purpose. Went back home. Um, my church at home in Lima was doing a three-day fast. I came back like that Saturday or Sunday and the fast was Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And so it was three-day fast, and uh, we had options, but I ended up doing it just water only. Some people could do, like, Daniel fast or whatnot. And so I wanted to hurry up and get to the next place. Lord, what's next? What's next? And the Lord was like, sit yourself down and do this fast. Like, you know, and I was like, all right. So ended up going to church, and 
And so I, I decided I was going to consecrate myself and do this fast and trust the Lord for what was next. On that Monday, did the fast, went through it or whatnot. On that Tuesday, I get a call from Central State University, second day of the fast. And the coaches, I was training them months ago, and a coaching job came open. And they said, hey, you know, I got a position open. I thought about you. Would you want the position? I said, yeah, I'll take it. I, you know, it was just an easy, I felt in my spirit. And so on the third day of the fast, got the call back, and it was like, the position is yours, like just like that. And so God will do things for you that in the natural, we beat our heads up. We'd be on hoop dirt every day. We'd be on WH hoop dirt every day. And it's like, God got you. Just trust him, you know? I mean, do those things, but trust him. And so I just sat myself down and fasted and prayed and believed God, and boom, a D2 coaching job just came right on my phone, right to my front door. Boom, do you want the job? And so that's how I ended up getting a job. That's how I got into college basketball. And so ended up going to Central State University. And I'll kind of close as we go here. Um, Proverbs 24 and 30, a couple verses here. Um, Ephesians 6 and 8, that verse says, whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord. And that, that verse has meant so much to me. Um, when I was back in Lima, I used that verse to, to get a need met. Um, my phone had went off and uh, I was probably like 27, 28. And you know how when your phone go off, you, you can't make no outgoing calls, but they can call you, <laughs> you know? And so um, I was like, man, Lord, I, you know, and pastor was teaching about this verse, whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord. So I took that verse at his word and I said, God, I believe that verse. I'm going to sow a seed. And so there was this young lady at our church that um, her phone went off and she, she, she dropped it or something and it cost $50 to get her insurance so she can get her phone fixed. And she was actually doing a lot in ministry. So she needed it. And I said, you know what? I don't have $50. I got a couple of dollars. I can give you $5, but I had the favor of God and I was resourceful. So I said, you know what? I'm going to use my resources to help her get her phone on. So I gathered about 10 people together after a service. And I said, hey, our sister over there need her phone on for this weekend because she has to do some ministry work. And we rallied together. One of the ladies took her. We put our money in, got her phone on. That was a seed song. So literally a couple of weeks after that, I'm not thinking anything. One of my pastors called me and said, hey, coach, I mean, hey, Lewis, can you cut my hair? I said, yeah. Um, he came over to the house. And midway through me cutting his hair, he said, you know what? He said, man, I didn't even need my hair cut. He said, God told me to come over here and pay one of your bills. Like, just like that. Like, he could have said anything else, but how did he know that one of my bills need to pay? I didn't tell him, but it was the Lord. And so literally, we called Sprint. He whipped out his car and took care of the phone bill. It happened just like that. It's like you could take God at his word. Um, for whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord. If you faithful to your head coach, if you are doing the work to your head coach as unto the Lord, if you being loyal, if you're doing everything that you can in a timely manner, if you're carrying yourself right on campus, if you're, um, if you're treating those kids with integrity, if you're doing the right thing, no matter who else sees it, God sees it, whatsoever good thing any man does, when you get to your place, when you get to your head coaching job or your administrative job or whatever your dream is, that's going to return right back to you. So now when you're in a head coaching position, you're going to have God send you faithful people. 
that's going to be loyal to you, that's going to uplift you, that's not going to try to backstab you. You know what I'm saying? And this people that's not going to have their beady little eye on you, like, I want her job. She my head coach, I want her job. And so they try to do everything to try to put themselves in that position, even to the point of getting you fired. Like, any of those things, if that's you, I'm telling you, if you do what you can as unto the Lord now, with what's in your hand, he see the faithfulness. You might be like, my coach don't see what I'm doing. Man, I'm doing good. Coach don't even recognize it. The Lord see it, though. The Lord see it. And you can bet your bottom dollar on that. He sees it. And so when I got to, um, to kind of close this thing out, um, let's go back to Proverbs 24 and 30. Um, it goes like this. It says, um, I went by the field of the slothful, and it was, it was, it was all growing over, growing over with thorns and nettles. Um, I looked on it, and I received instruction. Yet a little sleep with a little slumber, a little falling of the hands of sleep, so shall poverty come on you. So it goes through that. But the, but the one part that I've lived my life by and, and what I feel has, has, has gathered, you know, has, has, has caused success in my life and as, coach, as a coach is the part that says I looked on it and I received instruction. A lot of things can happen in our lives. We can look at the situations that other coaches are going through, good or bad. We can look at the success of another coach and look on it and receive instruction. I ne I, I've never been to a Gino Ari in, a, in the practice. I met him and I told him that he was my virtual, I mean, me and Gino spent a lot of time together on, on YouTube. <laughs> I told him he was my virtual mentor when I seen him in Louisville one time and he laughed or whatever. And uh, But I looked on what he was doing because I'm thinking like, okay, I'm here at Central State. I wanna win, like, I'm not here to be sorry. I'm trying to do all that I can. I'm, I'm living, doing this thing for the Lord, but I'm trying to win. And so I started looking at people that are winning, that are in my genre and see who, who's the best in my genre. Let me go learn something from what they're doing. So spend time watching his stuff, spend time listening to stuff, spend time watching their documentaries and watching their practices that they have on film. And so there was things that I took from him that I added over here, but I looked on it and I just received instruction. And it may be simple, but that verse, you can look on things and receive instruction. When I owned my pro basketball team, I went to Cleveland Cavalier games and paid money not to watch LeBron. I didn't watch LeBron. I walked around the arena and looked at everything they was doing. I looked at the concession stands. I looked at how they did 50-50. I looked at how they did their parking. I looked at how the ushers was ushering in the, in the, in the breezeways. Like I watched and learned. And so I, I, I love doing it because when I got to Central State, I told my coach, I said, you're going to be coach of the year. And I meant it. And so my job was to make her coach of the year. So no matter what I did, I don't care if it was running a box to the, to the mail room that she wanted mailed out. It was going in a hurry. I got you, coach. Um, I, it was my job to make her look good. It was my job to cover her. And I had so many years of, of that kind of practice in ministry when I was serving in the church. Sometimes you could be serving in a capacity where you don't really know what it's doing until you get in a position where you now have to use it. And so, man, I got in that position and now I'm serving my head coach. So it was easy because I did years of it, you know, with my pastor, you know. And so I did everything I could for her and she got coach of the year. And we, we won a conference championship and I wear this proud right here, you know, it's from three years ago, but it's just, it was just rewarding. And I saw why, that's why I wear it proud because I saw what it took and I saw how God worked through it. And if you're an assistant, you got a head coach, make your coach look good. That That's not beneath you. That's not, that's not a, oh man, you know, I want my own. Like, no, like 
That's the fastest way to get to your own is you make that woman, that man, make them look good, cover them. When, when they late for something, walk up in the meeting and say, coach will be right here. I'm going to go ahead and start this thing versus I don't know where coach is. You know what I mean? Like cover your coach. You know, you have to get, you got to be servant minded, you know, because the, the, the leaders, the best leaders are first servants. You know, the Bible says, you know, it talks about putting yourself up before kings, before it's the time, you know, like, Take your time and serve because your next season is dependent on the season that you're in and how you walk through this season, all right? So take this time right now. Do all you can. Max out. Get on these calls. Um, do these virtual Zooms. Learn all you can and ask yourself at the same time, how can I put this into practice and put it into practice? Make a note to put it in practice every day. I'm telling you, God will show himself strong on your behalf because he's an excellent God. And he's expecting us to be excellent in what we do so that when you do leave that campus one day, you've made a mark. Like, you know what? Coach Bruce, Coach Emily, whoever it is, man, she meant something to me. You know, what she, how she treated me, I'm going to remember that forever. I'm going to teach my kids that. And sometimes that doesn't show up like as this sometimes. It may not show us a championship, but it'll show up in, in the life of somebody that you don't even know because that player is going to have a kid later on and teach them the same principle that you taught them when you coached them. So we have to begin in a nutshell, <laughs> so many things, but you have to begin to think, you know, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Start to think about your job on how the Lord would think about it. I mean, he lays things out in his, in his word about how he thinks about things and, and, and he will prompt you through the Holy spirit to, to say, hey, do it like this. Here, do that like that. Don't do this. Do that. And, and that comes from spending that time with them, that quality time you get um, before you get into your grind of calling the recruits and, oh, I'm going to look in the portal today and all that and spend time with God first so that now he can say, oh, it's 100 people in the portal, but I want you to go get that girl that just left B-Tech. You got to be able to hear the Lord or, or at least hear his promptings to, to go the way that he's trying to get you to go. Um, because if we do it the way people that are unsaved are and don't, don't love the Lord, I mean, what does that look like? It looks like them, but we have an advantage through God and the Holy Spirit that he'll, he'll tell us things to come and he'll give us the advantage. He'll make you look good. All right. So, man, I hope this was a blessing to you guys. I have some more, but I don't even know where my time is at. So um, I have some more, but, you know, it's, it's, God is amazing, man. And, uh, you know, I just pray that, you know, each one of you coaches that are listening and those who even are not coaches that are listening, that, that, that even in this time that we're living in right now, this is the time that, that you should take the opportunity to recalibrate yourself. Why are you living? Why are you coaching? Why are you doing what you do? You know, because there's a lot of crazy stuff happening out here, but even in the midst of it, God still has a plan for you. And he has a way that he wants you to live that will please him because the Bible says the eyes of the Lord go to and fro. Um, you know, he, he sees the good and the evil, you know, he sees it all. So if anything, let what you're doing and how your life is lived be a, be a, be a, a, a blessing and a, and a, and a, and a means of worship unto him so that as you live it, I mean, you can, you can feel it on the inside that like God is pleased. Like I'm doing his word. And when I'm, when it's said and done, when I'm done coaching, did I just get a banner? Did I just get a ring? Uh, or maybe I didn't get neither one of those, but is what I did, is it effective? Because, and I'll, I'll say this too, and I'll be done and we can open up to some questions. 
Um, don't, like I said in the beginning, don't define the success of your coaching career by your wins and losses. I believe God wants us to win. He don't want his people to be sorry. I believe that. And that's why we should go after things because the Bible says the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. So we should be more excellent than anybody else. The, the Christian culture should be more excellent than anybody else because the Lord said that we should. So take your job serious, but, but also say, hey, God, you know, why am I doing this? When it's over, did, 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 I, did my coaching career please you, Lord? Did I go after it on my heart? Did I honor my coaches? Did I honor my players um, no matter what was going on? So, man, God bless y'all. This was awesome. Hope you guys got something out of it. We appreciate you, Coach. So as normal, um, we'll go ahead and open up the floor for any comments or any questions that you all may have for Coach Sean. Y'all know I'm going to save my little tidbits to the end. <laughs> hey, go ahead, Coach Simmons. I know. I see you itching. <laughs> I would, I mean, I'll go with Coach Kern. Like she always pop us off, so I'll give her a chance to go ahead and uh, give us a, her aha moment from the day. Just because you don't see my face, don't mean <laughs> I wasn't trying. So, Coach, you can see we uh we like to have a good time on here. So I wasn't trying to give you a hard time, but you are the first one that came on here with an actual suit on. So, oh man, uh, <laughs> so we we figured we were about to get a good old sermon, which we did. Don't but. act like y'all didn't see those rings on his fingers too. Uh, oh yeah, uh, we saw it. Uh, hey, it Bishop Ed alone, the old school Bishop Ed alone. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, man, we we appreciate your, your your candidates, and I think that's something that um that we've had on these calls. You know, coaches aren't afraid to open themselves up and you know talk about some of the, the, the things that they've experienced because obviously we all grow from our experiences, and and, and that's the true teaching. You know, um, mm-hmm. things that we grow through. So. You know, we appreciate your candidness. We appreciate your, your exhibition of faith. And that's the thing I, I took away from it all is that, you know, through it all, you know, your faith never wavered. You know, so kind of that Job, you kind of gave us, took us through a whole Job uh, you know, session there, just showing all the different uh, trials and tribulations and different places that the Lord has placed you and why. You know, and again, that's the one thing that during this call that we always go back to is understanding why. And, and you've yeah. seen the do a great job of grasping that, even if, like I said, you've gone through all of this for one person. And I think that's profound that you can take all of the, the trials, all the tribulations, all the ups, the downs, the lumps, the bruises that you went through and realize that if it was only for one person, that was worth it. You know, and so many times we look at the totality of our impact. You know, uh, all of us are, you know, we got Coach Jones on the call, Coach Kern, I mean, a lot of, you know, popular people that probably get asked to do a ton of things, Zoom calls, clinics, and all that. And we jump on there, and I had one today. I jumped on there, I saw five people. I said, well, good Lord, I guess you got five people for me to talk to today, you know? <laughs> and that was that was all he had for me. And, and, and so if those five people got something out of what I talked about, then that's all, those are only five people that he put in that place for that reason. So I just commend you, brother, for, for being able to just hear from the Lord. I saw somebody comment earlier about the fact that you can hear from God like that, and that's a – I think that's something that's a gift that you can hear from God in a sense to where, you know, you know your purpose. And uh, so I appreciate the candidness. I appreciate the testimony. Um, it definitely moved me because you know, we all go through trials and tribulations. And that's the first thing we wanted to ask God is why, you know, why am I yeah. going through this? Why me? And when you can find out what that purpose is, it makes it all meaningful and worthwhile. So God bless you, brother. You keep doing what you're doing. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate that. Hi, it's Kendra Aaron. Um, I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much um, for all of that. Exactly like Coach Simmons said, it's been awesome that everything kind of ties back to that why. But one of the things you touched on is 
being able to kind of slow yourself down and being able to get, I think a lot of times we get ahead of ourselves. And I think that's where I'm at right now personally. And so that was awesome to hear because I think even just yesterday, even with um, like my coaching business that I'm doing, I had to kind of stop and go back to the basics. And then I feel like I'm all over the place and I'm like, okay, just stop, be still and see what really God is wanting you to do. And I think at times I go through it and I'm like, yes, this is it. And so then I feel momentum and I'm going and I'm going. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, wait, because I hit a wall and I have to go back all the way to the beginning and stop and just be still and say, what is it exactly that I have to do? So when you touched on that, that was absolutely perfect timing for me. And I needed that. I even have, it's funny because I even have it tattooed, be still on my wrist so that I can see it. Yeah. I still don't do it enough. Um, but I, I appreciate that. And I thank you for that. No problem. We got to slow down every now and then. It's just, you, we, we all know on here how that coaching grind is. You can blink in the season over and you can blink again. And it's like first game tomorrow. <laughs> so it's good stuff. Coach, I just want to say, um, I appreciate the word. Um, as you were talking, I just keep hearing, trust in the Lord with all that heart, lean not into your own understanding. In all that ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Your, um, your testimony is amazing. Um, every speaker on here is amazing, man. I just appreciate the testimony, appreciate your encouragement. And um, every coach just keep, keep striving to go after God. Um, he knows the plans forever. He knows our future. He knew us before we formed our mother's womb. So it's all going to work out. So I appreciate that encouragement on Thursday. Uh, I appreciate oh, that. Hey, man, God then, bless you, bro. Yeah, and then Coach Johnson from yesterday, I get to speak yesterday because I was teaching the class. I appreciate, appreciate you, too. I, I met you plenty of times coming out of Durham's with the um, AU event. So uh, I appreciate your word yesterday, too, man. You're an awesome man of God. I even watch you from a distance. Your light, without even knowing you, your light says you're a man of God. So I appreciate you, too, man. Hey, man, thank you. Coach, man, I appreciate you. Um, just keep telling your story is what I would tell you, man. It's enlightening um, to hear uh, stories such as yours because it teaches you to be humble, you know, about a lot of things about yourself. And, you know, whether to you just listening to you, man, I grew up in a church and my mother was our Sunday school teacher. And I swear, man, me, my brother, and my first cousins were the only kids that came to church early enough to go to Sunday school. You know, <laughs> most of my cousins rolled up in there by 11 you know, so they could get the service and get on our side, but I had to go early. And man, I tell you, um, I hated it. As a little kid, I hated being in there and it just seemed so weird that we were in there and it seemed like my mom was always talking about something she had always really told me at home. And I'm like, why? But two things came out of that for me as a 45 year old man right now. There was never nobody, no more people in that Sunday school than three to five people max. But what it's done for me as a coach, what it's done for me as a public speaker, what it's done for me as a person that will take any engagement, it's allowed me as a person to understand that if you're worried about your audience, then you're doing what you're doing for the wrong reason. Mm. You know, when I sit back and look at life right now, I hear my mother's voice over and over. And man, I tell you, a lot of those things come from that church with that little kerosene heater sitting in there hot. And I can hear her saying it. And, you know, it's like, that's who I am. That's who I've become. So, you know, I think we all just need to be grateful. I mean, and Chelsea, again, thank you to you. Um, Willie, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I swear I get eight requests to do these things daily. 
and I'm doing our Zoom meetings, but you know, I have on purpose, you know, opened up my one o'clock windows when I can, as long as it's not, you know, job related so that I can be here and get this. And I've gotten a ton of notes out of this thing. And I prioritize this just as a result of Chelsea, you reaching out. And now I've been able to get other nuggets from other people. So grateful, man. Appreciate you. Man, thank you, man. God bless. Well, since I've been dumb at the double dutching to get in, I guess I'll get in now. <laughs> um, I, I loved hearing your story and uh, I love uh, looking online and seeing your posts and stuff. And, and it's amazing what God can do with, with one person and how many lives he can touch. Um, I know my journey and, and everybody has that journey, um, you know, but I know there were very difficult times when, you know, you, you hear from the Lord, but then you go through a season where you don't hear him and you just feel lost. You know, you feel like, you know, God, like you said, God, why have you forsaken me? And, and I just want to know for, for yourself, what did you do to get, get yourself through those times, you know, or did you have those times? Yeah. So that, that reminds me of something my pastor would always tell me. He said, if you're on the highway and you're going, you're on I-75 going north and you see a sign that says Detroit, but then you go like three hours and you don't see that sign anymore. Like, don't get off course, keep going. Like, just because you don't see the sign doesn't mean what you're doing is not working or what you're doing is not effective. So a lot of times, and I can hear his voice like it was yesterday, it's like, stay the line, stay the course. Um, you know, I, it reminds me of a time right before I moved to Chicago where I actually got the league that I, I ended up selling my protein and the same league that I had just left offered me a job to be the commissioner. And on the inside, I just, it just felt like red light. Like, don't do like, mm -mm. like it was like, everything on me was like, mm -mm. like, mm -mm. like that's all I can explain it as. So I didn't feel peace. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, according to the word, you know, follow the way of peace. You don't feel peace. Maybe that's not the Lord. And so I ended up having to give that guy an answer. I can't do it, even though, and then I even had family members like, man, you need money, you crazy, why you do that? But I followed that, that inside, and that's why it's so important to get along with the Lord so that when he does talk to you, you know, you can recognize it because you've been spending time with him. You know who, you know, you know when he talks, you know who he doesn't. So for me, I went long periods of wondering why. Like, I didn't know that I was going to witness to that guy at the end after I was cleaning those restaurants. All I saw was, not enough money, can't pay car note, got to go back out here in the cold again. Like, that's what you see every day. But I have to keep spending time with God, listening to messages, knowing that he's faithful. And, and when we know his word and we know that our steps are ordered, and we know that it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6, it says, you know, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He will never give up on you. No, no, never. That's the amplified version. He will he will never let you down. He will not leave you without support is the way it breaks down. So I just had to believe it when it didn't look like it. And that's, that's really my real answer for you. I had to believe it when it didn't look like it. Anyone else? I'm sorry, y'all. I'll, I'll just say my my tidbit um i'm trying to multitask like crazy so 
I appreciate. Um, and Lewis, I actually just sent you the heart. Um, I think you're an absolutely amazing person. Um, and I think the, the one thing, oh, this is Coach Kern, by the way. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the one thing that I took out of that is I think, you know, was sort of kind of one way or another led you and I um, to each other was your ability to flat out be a good person. And I think I, I just, people miss it. I think we miss it. I think in between the wins and the losses, we miss the overall ability to be the same person every single day, not just consistent with your student athletes, but every single person that was within the sound of your voice. And you've been that since day one, you have an anointing on your life. Um, I always say shine, baby shine. But listen, <laughs> when you have a calling on your life, it's there, man. Like it's, it's there and you touch so many simply by being who you are. So uh, my plea employed to you is please stay yourself, stay consistent. Um, God has already shown you doors open for you very vividly and openly on his time. Um, and I can't wait to see what he has in store for you. So I'm grateful for you. Thank you for your testimony and your story. Uh, some of that hit a lot closer to home than probably you'll ever know. But um, I told you this before, and I always want to make sure you give praise publicly as well as privately. Um, I appreciate you for being a man of God, keeping your word and be con being consistent in your walk. Um, and, and for me, that's huge. And that's everything. So I appreciate you, brother. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Anybody else? You know, I have to ask. I think sometimes yeah. it's... Chelsea, before I go, it's Coach Knotts again. I have a class in a few minutes. I just want to tell you, thank you again for doing this. I appreciate you very much. I got to log off. I got TC students. You all have an amazing day. Appreciate all y'all. We appreciate you, Robert. Thank you. Um, I'm like beyond humbled every time there's, uh, you know, a couple of people on here that actually, you know, help me out, um, with my players and my program at, at Godby. And they'll tell you one of the hardest things it is for me is to be able to accept that. Um, but one of the things that I've learned and it makes it easier to accept is that God is, we're being obedient to what God has asked us all to do. Um, and I, I totally look forward to this time. And, you know, I've learned that when God is in it, it becomes so easy. You know, every day, yes, is become more prevalent. And when I talked to Coach Sean uh, yesterday, he called, and I already knew, y'all, that he was going to be so dope because when he called, I could just hear the excitement in his voice. And he said, I would really like to do it tonight. So he was ready, and I knew he was ready because I was, like, you know, about to just say I'll get a sneak peek and just act like I had heard it <laughs> because he was so excited in his voice. Um, but I'm so thankful for your message. Um, so many things that I have down here, much like I do every day, but two of the things that really stood out for me is when you said where wherever you are, find your dream where you are. And that that's why even I knew it was confirmation because before you actually spoke it from your lips, I typed in there and said, if we're faithful over a few things, God will make us rule over many, but he has to see if he can trust us with those things first. And so when you, when you let your dream come to fruition at the place where you are, 
he can reward and honor you for doing just that. So I thank you for that. And the other thing that you said that really highlighted me, you said your next season is dependent upon how you serve and work in this season. And God is watching and and it is. Sometimes we don't understand. And I talk to people, family and friends daily who don't understand when we fall into those valley moments, if we'll ever get to the mountaintop. And we will, but God has the one give us a test in order to give that testimony. But the biggest thing, there are people he wants us to touch. And that was the thing you touched on today that I was really appreciative of. Sometimes in our coaching walk, we get so caught up in the X's and O's. And Sherrod actually said this, Um, When he spoke, and it was that, you know, it's a great God idea, all right? As you can tell, Coach, I'm I'm stealing that. It was a great God idea, but sometimes we get so caught up in the God idea that we really touch somebody and find out if they even know who God is. Yeah. I'm so thankful for your message. It it, it just really touched home on a lot of things, and I think that everybody on this call, and there's a a young man actually on um, the live stream who basically just said, thank you because your testimony today was something that he's going through right now. And he was thankful to hear you. So it just gives further evidence that not only this God idea that we have going on, but we're actually following through um, on what he has us to do. So I thank you so much just for, for speaking to us, being so transparent and willing. I hope you you know, join the ranks like many of the other coaches and speakers who, you know, as Kendra said in the chat group, just stuck around. Um, yeah. You all, you know, sticking around is what makes this what it is. And I'm, I get filled every day. So I'm going to allow you to say any final words that you want to say, Coach Sean. And if you could close us out with a prayer, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm just so full, y'all. So I thank you so much for, for everything. Yeah, this has been amazing. I appreciate you all who have, uh, you know, had questions or comments. You know, I'm, I'm grateful and humble just by the things that you guys have said. This is amazing, man. You know, God, God, he, his, his ways are not our ways. As, you know, scripture goes, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And it's just like he has, he'll let us in on some of those things sometimes. But, you know, we just have to stay the course and, and know that, when we're doing things as unto him, it's not, it's not wasted. It's not, you know, he sees it all. And, um, you know, even as you're preparing for your next season, like right now, I'm not coaching. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for a position, whatever God has for me next. I mean, I'll share this and then I'll close on prayer. Um, even the other day, me and my wife, we, we were praising God because there was this position here in Chicago that I was going after and end up getting an email saying that, you know, um, I didn't get the position when I was really hoping for it. And, and so there's two ways you can go through that now. You can go the woe is me route, or you can praise God knowing that he's working a better deal for you. And so we praised God because if he did it for us before, you know, when he fed the 5,000, he does this miracle. Then the disciples get on the boat and they go into the sea and here come the storm. Now they acting like Jesus ain't never done that. He ain't never done that now. The storm going to overtake us. Jesus right here, like, if he did it before, God got you. He, he, he got you. It may not look like you want. It might not come exactly when you want. It might not come in the situation or the job that you thought you should have got. But when he do it, it's going to be all worth it because you're going to see what he was doing then. So if he always comes through, and even on other situations when he's done it before, and even when you kicked and complained and screamed and hollered, Lord, why me? And then he came through. And then another situation happens, he come through again. He's never forsaken. So he's not going to stop now. He got an undefeated record. 
he, he's perfect. He always comes through for you. So let him come through how he's going to come through because the way he's going to do it is perfect. It's the right way. It's not going to have sorrow attached to it. He's going to do it how he wants to do it. And I know I want it like he wants it. So if it was whatever it might have been, job, whatever, we praised God and thanked him for what he does have. And, and, and you got to just, you know, try to shift yourself to that place. When things happen to you, praise God. Thank God. He said, be thankful in all things. And, if, and what he has, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna give, it, give it to you, you know, because when you praise him for it, that keeps you in a place of faith versus I'm whining and complaining. That's doubt and unbelief. That's fear. I ain't never going to get it. Faith is praise him no matter what it looked like, because he got you. He got something with your name on it. And he created it for you before the foundation of the world. So it's yours and it's coming. So why not expect it and not complain? Just expect that thing. So I just wanted to share that, man. Just just live with expectation of what he said and, and what he said is true. If he said it, man, you could take it to the bank. It's going to happen. It's going to come through. He got you no matter what it looked like. You know, if we spend all of our time trying to figure out how God going to do it, that's not what he wants us to be. Give him that job. Let him figure out how it's going to happen. But just praise him for it happening. And so that's, that's I'll leave y'all with that, man. I'm just, I'm just excited. Thank you for having me on this. And uh, this is fun. This is fun because we, we have a church right here. We're praising the Lord. This is where his people at. And this is, he just got, we just worshiped him for an hour and some change or whatever. He's pleased. And so, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for <clears throat> this opportunity to just talk about and brag on you. Woo! And uh, we just thank you for each and every coach that you have on here, Father. We declare them, them saved. We thank you that their steps are ordered. We thank you, Lord God, that your hand of protection is upon them, Lord, and their families, even during this time, that no sickness or disease or COVID can come near them. We plead the blood of Jesus over them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Father, we declare and thank you that their needs are supplied in Jesus' name. So wherever uh, has been cutbacks at work or cutbacks in scholarships or whatever the case, Father, you won't let them slide. Lord, make a way for them. We thank you for um, preparing a place for them in their finances and in and, and things that seem like the sufficiency of it has, has went down. You said that you, you would cause us to have all sufficiency in all things and we would abound unto every good work. So even in this time that you're taking care of us, give us more, give us extra and the coaches on here and the people that's listening, give them extra so that they can pour out to help others, that they're not just looking at themselves, Lord, but they're, they're, they have more in store that they can pour out to help others that may be in need. So fill us up, Lord, fill them up um, with joy, with peace, Lord God, so they will have so much more of that, that they can release that to other people and help them because they have need. And so we thank you for every coach, every person listening. Lord, I declare that their lives will never be the same from this day forward. And I declare that everything that you have called each and every one of them to do, that you plan for their lives from the foundations of the world, that you would put them on the path to do that. And we thank you for the success and for the victory in it in Jesus name. Amen.